Well, hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the Mustard Seed Leadership Podcast. I have been uh, studying the book of James and so I'm going to start a seven-part little series called The Leadership Style of James. One of the things I love so much about the Bible is it presents us with these different leaders who have different leadership styles even though the biblical values of leadership stay the same. And so uh, personally I found myself as I grew as a leader sometimes getting insecure looking at some of the the extroverted, the self-confident, you know those sit in the front row tough of leaders and comparing myself to their style of leadership and then feeling inferior. But then recognize, no, actually God gives us a different bias or a different personality so we can express a leadership style differently even though the leadership values stay the same. And so I want to study uh, the life of James quickly and pull out seven characteristics of how he expresses biblical values, many of them we've looked at before, but through his unique style. And the one I want to look at today is the fact that James led with humility, something that we've looked at a few times in the past, but his, his humility is expressed in a very practical and unique way. Listen to how he starts the letter in James chapter 1 and verse 1. It says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations, greetings. Now, this is the blood brother of, J- of Jesus. Literally, they were related. They grew up as brothers. And he's now the senior pastor of that mega church in Jerusalem. And yet as he introduces himself, it's not this is Apostle James or this is mega church senior pastor leader James. He doesn't even call himself this is the brother of Jesus James. In fact, he doesn't even call himself servant of God James. He simply says James, a servant of God. Now, this for me is a is an amazing thing. You see, what happens when we take on titles and positions, what it really does is it, it, it creates a gap between the leader and the people that they're trying to lead. Now we see that everywhere. We see it in churches, in the world, all over the place, but we don't see it in Jesus. Because in fact, what Jesus did was completely the opposite. By coming from heaven to earth, the Son of God became the Son of Man. He closed that gap And that's a beautiful sign of humility. Now, the humble leader is not looking to exalt himself above the people that he leads. He's looking to close the gap to the people that he leads. And I want to just uh, give you a couple of examples. Uh, In fact, 13 times in the book of James, he uses this little phrase. I'm just going to give you four examples within about four different verses from uh, James chapter 5. In verse 7, he says, Be patient then, brothers and sisters. Verse number 9, he says, don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters. Chapter 5, verse 10, he says, brothers and sisters, as an example of patience. In verse 12, he says, above all, my brothers and sisters do not swear. Now, do you see how he closes that gap? He's not, don't forget, I'm the brother of Jesus. No, no, he's identifying as your brother and sister. He's identifying with people, closing the gap rather than trying to exalt himself above He didn't refer to Jesus as brother. He spoke to the people as his brothers and sisters. I remember speaking to a pastor once in one of the nations and he had a big title and he had a big flashy throne on the stage. And he says, no, no, he's fully humble. It's not his fault. It's the people who want to give him this uh, title. It's the people who want to put him up on the stage. Now, what I want to say to that is, is James was very intentional about closing that gap. 
He wasn't looking for titles. He was taking the initiative to address people, to speak to people, to close the gap and speak as brothers and sisters and not as someone exalted above them. Why is this so important? Well, James was a man of great wisdom, something that we're going to study over the next uh, couple of weeks. But one of the conclusions that his wisdom brought him to is expressed here in James chapter 3 and verse 13. He says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. In other words, wisdom actually, when we understand the fear of the Lord, wisdom, it leads to humility. Someone who's understood the wonder of God's ways. Here's why. After seeing Jesus' humility, seeing his death, resurrection, and ascension firsthand, he came to this powerful conclusion. Remember, James now, as a man of wisdom, looking at Jesus' life, remember he grew up with him as a brother, not in a palace, but as a commoner, and he saw how God took Jesus from this humble death, exalted him to the right hand of the Father. He now writes in James chapter 4 and verse 10, Humble yourself before the Lord, and he will lift you up. Now, this is a profound revelation that if you don't come to this revelation leader, you're always going to be trying to self-promote. But when this becomes a revelation that God exalts humble leaders, it sets you free and changes the way that you lead. So, big idea. God promotes genuinely humble leaders. I use the word genuine because false humility can masquerade as, oh, no, no, I'm not really that good, or no, I'm not really worthy of this praise. No, no, the focus is still on me. That's false humility. It's not real humility. Sometimes uh, false humility can masquerade as insecurity. Uh, I could never be the one to do this. No, no, the focus is still on me. Sometimes humility, false humility masquerades as fear. For example, no, this is too big for me to step into. Notice every time it's false humility, the focus is still on me. Genuine humility is shifting the focus entirely onto the Lord. James was convinced that God's grace flows towards humble uh, humility and it flows against pride. In fact, he said it like this in James 4 verses 6 and 7. But he gives us more grace. That's why scripture says God opposes the proud but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. I'm convinced James had come to this radical conviction about the power of humility in a leader's life. Unless this is conviction, the flesh takes over and wants to try and self-promote. But when you get a revelation from Jesus about the power of humility, when we humble ourselves, God will exalt. And so how do we close that gap? How do we work with the cross and not against what Jesus was doing? So I want to present you with a challenge by asking you this question. Have you yet come to the revelation of how powerful humility is? I'd love you to take some time and ponder this because otherwise you're going to be fighting and losing against your flesh, which wants to self-exalt. But when this becomes a breakthrough revelation, it sets us free. So here are a couple of questions to ponder. Question number one, what are some of the titles that you have heard church leaders called by? And I'm sure you might know many and they might be big. Secondly, why do you think people like to call their leaders by titles? Love you to ponder that for a moment. And then lastly, how should a leader respond when people try to exalt them through titles or privilege? You need to be armed. You need to be ready to know how to respond to those situations. I hope it helps. Next week, we're going to be diving in deeper and looking at James as he led with courage. True hallmark of a leader. Until then, may the Lord bless you. I hope you download the notes so you can go through this with your team. But God bless. See you again next week. Bye for now. 
Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Remember, if you'd like the notes that come along with this episode or any one of our past episodes, you can visit outlookchurch.co.za forward slash mustard seed leadership where you can see all our past episodes, all the resources and notes that go along with this. Until next time, keep growing.